Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel here. It is currently 5.55 a.m. East Coast time, Sunday, January 5th, and we have a four-game NBA slate. Yes, we have a ton of NFL stuff going on today, right? Two NFC games, probably the two better games that will be more, hopefully, the first two games are somewhat enjoyable to watch, right? They both stayed close, but kind of messy the first one, wild. Second one, New England gets knocked off, and eh, not great, but this is an NBA stream. But if you do want to watch those videos for this today's two-game slate, as well as the showdown slate for the NFL, I have content on my channel for that, as well as new PGA content, new NFL content, starting back up tomorrow on Monday for the next week. But today... Four-game NBA slate. I'm kind of annoyed. It's because the NFL is on right now, right? Even the PGA is back, but the NFL taking up a huge amount of the prize pools over on these sites. There's not a ton of great prize pools. I played a ton of cash last night in NBA. Ended up going fine, but the prize pools aren't great. You're either spending up and putting into the huge contest, which you're never going to win, or you're just paying $2,000 to try and enter contests. There's no in-betweens right now. There's no $55. There was no like $20 single entry. Nothing like that. So it seemed like another cash night tonight. It doesn't seem like there's any great contests in the lobby Um, but we do have a four game slate i'll break it down like we always do before we get into it i just want to point out that i do have exclusive content my nba projections are actually already up for today over on patreon you can find those linked down below as well as my interest pools where i'm going those are updated all throughout the day up until lock and even after lock and then also you can follow me on my social medias instagram salvetri and then on twitter at salvetri dfs and finally drafters.com it's the picture up above we did a listener league yesterday for the nfl i'm going to start one up for the nba probably moving forward into next week if you want to sign up for drafters.com they have a couple of different formats online. They're rolling out some new ones as well in the works, but they're an online snake draft format. It takes about five, 10 minutes to do a draft. It is really fun. I encourage you to join. And if you do, you use promo code SAL100, S-A-L-100, to get a 100% deposit match. You put $5, you put $10 in, you'll get a 100% deposit match if you use the promo code SAL100. I will link up drafters.com below, but it's going to be a little bit of a workaround. I'll link up a tweet because I can't link up uh, fantasy sites anymore. You get banned or suspended from YouTube, so I don't want that to happen. I'll link up a old tweet from yesterday about a Michael Thomas jersey. You can't get into that contest anymore, but there's a link in there that you can click to get to drafters.com. You can check that out. So let's get into the video. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. We're on our goal to 20,000 subscribers by the Super Bowl. Hopefully we should be able to, and it'll be very close, get to 18,000 by the end of the day today. All the subscriptions here, both on the podcast and via the YouTube channel, are greatly appreciated. So, getting into it today with the injuries, starting in Cleveland. So, on the front end of the back-to-back, Kevin Porter Jr. missed last night with a personal reason. We'll see if he plays tonight. I have him as questionable. Chetty Osmond ended up playing 35 minutes. Alfonso McKenzie ended up playing 28 minutes. And now McKinney is a former Golden State Warrior. He is $3,000 flat today. Both of them would be in play if Kevin Porter Jr. missed. Uh, for Detroit, Blake Griffin and Markeith Morris missed the front end of the back-to-back. Christian Wood would be the backup power forward because now you've had, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name. I'm going to butcher it, and I tried to look it up on YouTube before, and I actually forgot to. Uh, but Diamboya, I, I don't know. That is a very bad pronunciation, but we're going to go with that. Um, he started at power forward the last two nights. Andre Drummond fouled out last night, like in three quarters, so he ended up getting a lot more run. He's played well in those two games. If Blake Griffin and and Morris were to be out, I would imagine he starts once again and gets a nice run at a nice price point. For the Lakers, just Alex Crusoe, the flat minimum is questionable. It just affects all the guards. Probably not too much. Quinn Cook, he hasn't been playing. I have him on here, but really all the guards. John Rondo's minutes seem to just be reducing and stabilizing around 15. Probably helps Draymond Green. Avery Bradley's seen 30-plus minutes in back-to-back games. Those two players, the most KCP, would help stabilize around 25 minutes. Miami, Justice Winslow is finally questionable. It's going to hurt Kendrick Nunn. 
Duncan Robinson, Derek Jones Jr., Tyler Hero, all of them will see some sort of effect. We'll see who actually leaves the starting lineup. Would see the biggest effect? I would imagine it's probably Duncan Robinson and these 30-plus minutes per game that Derek Jones Jr. is averaging over the last 10 games. That probably gets reduced if Winslow was to return. I would imagine some sort of minutes limit, but he's only 4,700. And then you just get a ton of Minnesota injury news. Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins, Jeff Teague, Trevion Graham, Noah Vonley have all been ruled as questionable. They've all missed the last three-plus games each. You know what to do at this point. If Carl Anthony Towns is out, it makes Gorgie Dang interesting, but not a lock at his current price point. It makes Robert Covington a lot better of a play, but now he's priced up to above 6K. If Jeff Teague is out, Jared Culver is priced up, but he's in play. He's not great. Shabazz Napier seems to be the one who stands out the most at his current price point. If Andrew Wiggins is out, it helps Culver. It helps Koji Covington, but all these guys, for the most part, are already priced to where they should be. The only ones that maybe aren't are Napier and maybe Covington if he does get those 32 minutes. Jake Lehman's still out for Minnesota as well. And finally, Frank Kaminsky is going to miss at least four weeks, at least one month. This is going to help Aaron Baines stabilize and get all the backup center minutes behind DeAndre in maybe some minutes at the four. Then it's going to help Cam Johnson probably get minutes at the four. The Aero Sarge minutes have been just cut to nothing. Um, right now, it is Cam Johnson seeing 16 to 18 minutes at the four. Baines picking up some minutes there. You're also getting Mikel Bridges picking up some minutes there. And now Darius Sarge is picking up like 10, 12 minutes a game. He's really getting phased out of the rotation here. Moving over to the target offense sheet, I've actually had to um, project two of these games' totals here just based on the team's pace because two of the totals weren't in, but I wanted to just have something for the video. Um, we'll just briefly touch on it that get to the early interest. The highest total on the slate is indeed Phoenix with a 120.5 team total. I did not project this one. This one came like this. And Phoenix is a nice place to target because, look, you have the team finally healthy outside of Frank Kaminsky, which doesn't really matter, but these guys are playing huge minutes. I mean, Kelly Oubre has seen 40-plus minutes of play in three out of the last four and the one time he doesn't, he sees over 35 minutes. Uh, putting Kelly Oubre at a 7K price range and putting him projected for 38 minutes today makes him a fantastic play. I mean, you get this game as the highest projected game on the slate against Memphis, who plays at an insanely fast pace. 234.5 team total is much higher. Even if I take my projected totals that I have in here, it's probably going to still be 10 plus points higher than the next closest game. Phoenix and Memphis should be a track meet. These are the two fastest-paced teams on the slate. Uh, Miami's also up there, very close to what Phoenix's pace is right now. You're just going to get good matchups on the Phoenix side of the ball. I like Devin Booker here. It's a fine price point for him, too cheap of a price point on a four-game slate for him based on the way that he's been playing, taking 20-plus shots a game. The assist percentage has gone back up as Rubio's has kind of stabilized a little bit and even regressed in some sense. Rubio was averaging close to a 40% assist rate. Um, Not quite LeBron James numbers, close to a 50% assist rate, but... 40%, 40%, I think it was 38%. That's elite territory. That is like top five, top 10 numbers in the league. It's coming down a little bit, nothing drastic, but every assist percentage that that comes down, it does help Booker, stabilizes him. I do think with the price point coming down on Rubio and his minutes still staying around 32 to 34, consistently seeing 33, I think it's fine to still get to him, but I would prioritize this team as Booker, then Ubre, and then on, honestly, DeAndre Ayton grades out really well for me. Played 37 minutes in the last game. I have him at 32 here today. Projects out for just under 40 fantasy points. If you want to get the rest of those projections, you can check them out on Patreon but it's a really good spot for this team and on the opposite side Memphis stands out as well I mean Jaren I would rather have Devin Booker and Ricky Rubio is very close to John Morant for me but if you look at Jaron Jackson Jr. if you look at Jonas Valanciunas these are the two best spots for bigs whether it's power forward matchup whether it's center matchup on this four game slate is against Phoenix so yes Jaron Jackson Jr. has been staying out of foul trouble over the last two weeks or so uh, maybe really more so for the last week and a half so that's good to see even if I put him at only 30 minutes and not 32 say he gets in a little bit of foul trouble he still grades out really nice today 
going up in a matchup against just a rotating door at center, or power forward right now for Phoenix uh, between Darius Sarge, McCall Bridges, maybe some Aaron Baines, Cam Johnson. And then you get at center, Jonas Valanciunas, who might play 22 minutes, might play 28 minutes. I don't know. I haven't projected for 25, and he grades out extremely well against DeAndre Ayton here. It's a better matchup against DeAndre Ayton than it would be if Aaron Baines was starting. So it's a risky spot. It's a GPP type spot. You probably don't want to play it in cash, but Aaron Baines' price point is down. Even if he told me he plays 23 to 24 minutes, I feel fine with that. It doesn't ruin your lineups. But if you get the 26 to 28 minute game out of him and this one stays close, six and a half point spread. Yeah, I do like that a lot. Um, after that, some of the games that I projected, I have the Lakers projected as a um, currently they are 15 point favorites. I have the projection way, way off right here. I actually have to drop this because of um, that would make it 12. So if you right there. So if I kind of project the Lakers 15 point favorites, I'm assuming this spread means that you're not going to see Blake Griffin today. If I had to guess, I assume it continues to mean that you're probably not going to see Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard. There hasn't really been an update on them, but 15 point favorites against Detroit today, very slow paced game, a second slowest on this four game slate, only two Cleveland and Minnesota. It's really hard not to like the Lakers when they have a higher total, but again, they have some really cheap value pieces that might stand out because some guys are injured like Alex Crusoe, uh, but then the rest of it's just the pay-up options, and they're priced up for this slate. So let's get into that um, now. Again, please do hit the subscribe button if you're still here. Let me know down in the comments if you made it this far to enter a contest for a $10 Venmo or PayPal giveaway. Who is your favorite play in the slate below $7,500 at any position? Let me know. You must be a subscriber with the notification bell turned on. If you're listening on the audio version, just hit that subscribe button. And also, you can leave a review for an extra entry into the contest. If you're on YouTube, you can be sure to do that as well. Linked up down below. So I will link up my Patreon projections right now since we're to the early interests, but this is where I'm at right now. LeBron and Anthony Davis, they don't grade out as great values, right? They're priced up to 11K each pretty much. Davis at 10.9, LeBron at 11K. They both grade out for around 55, 53 to 55 fantasy points. So they're my two highest projected players in the slate in pure scoring. And on a short slate, that has to be considered, but they're not great values. They're priced to probably where they should be at this point. So I'm not dying to get to them. I do think a balanced approach tonight with how loaded in my opinion the mid-range is is ideal well maybe not ideal but is optimal is the better word but you can also pay up especially with the loads of value that's currently on the slate Devin Booker Jimmy Butler this is the mid-range that I think is loaded when you get to Devin Booker and Jimmy Butler at $8,200 Devin Booker playing a lot of minutes continues to see around 37 38 minutes a game continues to see his assist rate go up and his shots stay at around I don't know 20 per game 22 per game his assist percent or his um, usage rate is now to the 30s it's a good spot at 8,200 in the fastest pace spot with the highest team total. Uh, Devin Booker's too cheap in this spot. Jimmy Butler continues to just be disrespected by DraftKings. He should be an $8,500 to $9,000 player. He is producing very similar to, and as of late, Damian Lillard's producing out of his mind the last week or two, but very similar to a, a Damian Lillard type of uh, effort, similar to Devontae Graham. And these guys are priced at consistently eighty-two to $8,500 to $9,000. And you keep getting Jimmy Butler at a reduced price in a good matchup today against Portland. A fine team total, a nice projected pace spot. You're getting close to a 28% usage rate out of him. He has the rebounding percentage for a guard that you like to see, and you're just getting a consistent 35 minutes of play. His teammate, Bam Adebayo, I do like Jimmy Butler better. The matchup for Bam against Hassan Whiteside, it's not a scary one. Like Hassan, yeah, he, he might block Bam once or twice, but Hassan's not an elite defender. He can pick up blocks. He can get a steal here and, here and there, so it makes him look like a better defender than he actually is, but he's not elite. You get Bam, a guy who is he's up, he's in top five percentile in assisting for centers, very good in that regard. Same thing for his rebounding rate; he's at twenty percent usage rate, which is um, rare to see for a center. And he's just going to play thirty-four to thirty-five minutes a game. Seventy-six hundred, I do like him. Again, I do prefer Butler and Booker to Bam in this price range, but it's still a fine price point for a guy who, in my opinion, on a four-game slate, is five hundred dollars underpriced. 
Kelly Oubre, man, $7,100. Hard not to like the guy win. He's small forward, power forward eligible. He'll play a lot of his minutes at the small forward spot. He'll also control the ball for five, six minutes a game when Booker's not on the court or Rubio. And now you get him in a spot where he's going to play. I'm projecting him for 38 minutes, but he's averaged 40 minutes over the last four games. He's averaged close to 35 plus minutes over the last month. It's hard not to like Oubre in this spot. Even if you put him at 36 minutes in this pace environment with this team total, he grades out extremely well. Uh, For 38 minutes of play, he grades out really well. So yeah, I like Kelly Oubre at 7,100. Already talked about DeAndre Ayton at 6,900. This is where it comes a little bit more difficult to want to prioritize BAM. Like DeAndre Ayton and BAM grade out very similar for me, and Ayton ends up being like $700 cheaper. I put right now BAM at around 34, 35 minutes of play. I put DeAndre Ayton at 32, coming off of a game where he just played 37. I feel fine doing the 32 minutes there. And it just makes DeAndre Ayton grade out really, really well. Getting down now to these Memphis guys that I like, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is at 6,600. Jonas Valanciunas is at 65. You'll get more uh, consistency is not even the right word because foul trouble is definitely there for Jaron Jackson, but you'll get more consistency, I guess, in minutes um, rather than production. You'll get those 30-minute games way more than you'll ever get out of Jonas Jonas Valanciunas, but you'll also get the games where he gets in foul trouble um, and at 6,600 doesn't pay off your tag. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. grades out fine. In tournaments, I'm almost obligated, well, not obligated, but feel more um, inclined to get to Yoval because he'll probably be lower-owned one, and I like the volatility of he could play 22 minutes and still score 40 fantasy points, but he could also play 26 to 28 and score 50 and break the slate on a four-game slate. I do like that. Shabazz Napier is my favorite Minnesota uh, Timberwolf right now. Now, this is taking into account that I'm assuming, I'm projecting right now that there's no Wiggins, there's no Towns, there's no Teague. The main ones there is that there's no Teague and probably no Wiggins. Four guys like Napier to do well. Robert Covington at the exact same price point. Again, I'm projecting that there is no uh, no Vonley today. I'm projecting that there is no Trevor Young Graham. There's no Wiggins. There's no Towns, which makes Covington around 30 to 32 minutes a fine option. Not a slam dunk value at 6,300 now. He's no longer in the 5K range, but I do think it's fine. Tristan Thompson at 6K continues to be a guy who was priced at literally $6,000 to $6,300 and no more above or below that all season long. Um, maybe he gets up to 65 here and there. It's a fine spot. Gorgie Jang is actually a better defender than Carl Anthony Towns, so it's a tougher matchup with Towns out. But at the same time, it's nothing It's nothing too drastic. It's it's, it's a little more than marginal. It's, it's nothing to overlook. But at $6,000, Thompson I have in there for 31 minutes of play. He's a point-per-minute guy. He grades out his fine value. More of a secure 30 to 35 minutes or 30 to 35 fantasy points cash type of a play. We'll rarely see the, the 40 to 45 to 50 point upside in a tournament. Colin Sexton, I like a lot of these Cleveland Cavs depending on injury news, right? Um, so Jordan Clarkson left. Dante Exum is not playing nearly the same minutes. Clarkson was playing 22 to 24 to 25 minutes a game. And now Exum's been playing like 12 to 15 which makes sense. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. left yesterday with injury news uh, or, or personal news. If he's going to be out once again, this is really good for this Cleveland team. Now, regardless of Porter Jr.'s status, I think Colin Sexton and Darius Garland are great options today, believe it or not. Sexton at 5,700 coming off of a 40-point performance um, for fantasy purposes. He's just playing bigger minutes. His usage rate is hovering around 28%, which is elite for guards anytime it comes close to 30. Uh, and the minutes are getting bigger. He's been playing 34 minutes a game, and the same can be said for Darius Garland. Garland's been finding his shot as of late, but instead of playing 28 to 30 minutes a game, he's been consistently playing 34 minutes a game. And big reason why is there's no more Jordan Clarkson when when Dante Exum, um, the acquisition, is playing 10 less minutes a game than Clarkson. All those 10 minutes are pretty much being directly split between Colin Sexton and Darius Garland right now. At $4,600, I have Darius Garland, I believe, in there for 33 minutes, and he makes for an extremely nice play with somebody above a, a 20% usage rate. Uh, similar things can be said for Chetty Osman. I have him in yellow. I only like Chetty Osman if Kevin Porter is out, but Chetty was forced to play 35 minutes in the last game. Even if he doesn't get that many minutes, he gets 32, 33 instead of his normal 28 to 29. 
that helps a lot at 4300 I would prefer Garland for $300 more, but all of these calves offer great value in my opinion today between Sexton and then mainly Garland and, and Osman. There's some other people that you can point out down here for value. Dylan Brooks at 4,900. I have him in for 28 minutes today. It's a fine pace environment, a really good pace environment, fine team total here. He's not the type of guy that I'm really trying to prioritize around. He's going to rely heavily on shooting. So at 4,900, I would prefer Garland at 46. Um, I'd be really close with Osman at 43 between the two of them when you factor in price. Jay Crowder coming off of a 60-plus point performance yesterday, not on the main slate, but on like a showdown slate or a two-game slate. He's $4,500 today. He's still small forward, power forward eligible. It's a fine spot. I don't want to overreact to yesterday's performance, but he has been playing better as of late. I believe I have him in currently for 29 or 30 minutes of play, and he grades out as an okay value. Nothing fantastic, nothing out of this world, but he's still fine. Lastly, a couple other value pieces. Derek Jones Jr. has been averaging 30 plus minutes of play over the last 10 games for him in Miami. Keep an eye on Justice Winslow's status, but if Winslow was to miss again with this back injury or be severely limited to like a 20-minute limit, Derek Jones Jr. I currently have in for 30 minutes of play at $3,300. He grades out as one of the better value plays on the night. And then Alfonso McKinney. He's only grading out for like 16, 17 fantasy points for me tonight, but I have him in currently for 26 minutes. He did play 28 in the last game. He's only in play if Kevin Porter Jr. misses. If Kevin Porter Jr. is ruled in, it makes Teddy Osman a much worse value. It makes Alfonso McKinney not in play. But at $3,000 flat, I have McKinney in here. I mean, a lot of things are terrible. I mean, the usage rate's 14%, but if the guy's going to play 26 to 28 minutes today at $30,000 flat, you're going to back your way into 15, 18, 20 fantasy points and at least makes you in play. So that is right now 19 players that I have in play. I have a player pool of about 40 players currently right now on my Patreon with their projections, minutes, projections, everything, my whole model. So you can check that out if you're interested, linked up down below. Please do hit the subscribe button before you leave. Enjoy the NFL football Sunday today if your team is playing one of those four teams. Congratulations. Enjoy it even more. If not, enjoy this four-game NBA slate. I believe there's like a 3.30 showdown. I didn't cover it. There was a target offense sheet information for it, though, if you do want to go back in the video and check that out. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. You can check out my Patreon exclusive content linked up down below. You can also sign up for drafters.com, promo code SAL100, S-A-L-1-0-0. Get you 100% deposit match over on drafters. And look out later this week for a drafters NFL listener league, but also we're going to start up our first NBA one. So thank you. Appreciate it. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.